Howdy folks, welcome to the first episode of the podcast here on this channel. My name is Kevin. I'm one of two hosts that will be bringing you guys information over the life of the channel. My other host, JP Gwen, he's not here. Therefore, it's just going to be just me working on this one today. I want to thank all of you listeners for joining me on it. Today's topic is going to be the difference between cost and value. They sound similar, they're really not. What are the differences? How do we employ these differences when we shop day to day? I'm going to get into that. So, without any further ado, we're going to hop on the train and get that ball rolling. As I mentioned in the introduction, today's topic is the difference between cost and value. To the average shopper, there really isn't much of a difference between the two. I didn't think there was much of a difference, but as I got older and my financial situation changed, I come to appreciate the difference between the two. The real difference here is how we employ them in our budgeting and our shopping habits. So, what are the basic fundamental differences between cost and value? I'm going to start off with cost. Cost, generally speaking, is the amount of money you need to make a purchase. Some of the questions you're going to ask in this regard is, how much does this thing cost? Jesus, this thing is so expensive. Or, Jesus, this was so cheap for me to get my hands on. If you're saying things like this or asking these types of questions, you are dealing with cost as it, as it relates to your budget. How much money are you spending? The other side of the coin here is value. Value is a little bit trickier, but overall, kind of the same thing. Value is the tangible benefit that your purchase will create. How far will what I'm what am I spending my money on? How far will that take me? How long will it last? How just that kind of question. If you've ever asked that before, you're dealing with something in terms of its value. When we do shop, knowing the difference between these two things can help us spend money wisely. Now that we have a basic, very basic understanding of the two, we can get into each a little bit more, some of the more in-depth things, signs that we can recognize when we're dealing with each one, that type of thing. We are going to get into that right now. Whenever you're developing a budget, the first thing you do, the first thing you look at is setting aside how much money you're going to spend. And that number is going to be finite, whether it's a couple of hundred dollars or whether it's a couple of thousand dollars. You want to know where that money is going. Two questions come to mind whenever you're shopping on a budget. The first question is, what is it that you're actually buying? Basically, in this part of it, you're buying anything that you can interact with. What you buy your rationale will be based on aesthetics, how it looks, if you're buying food, what it tastes like, if you're buying appliances, how they fit in your home. For example, a coffee maker. You're not going to buy a, a coffee maker because it's because of its utility. There's a certain purpose to that. However, you will buy a coffee maker on what color it is, how fast it brews a pot of coffee, brand reputation, if you're buying a Keurig or if you're buying a Mr. Coffee, all of that is going to factor in in the X amount of money that you are going to spend on said coffee maker. Which leads me into the second question. Why does it cost what it costs? 
the fairly well-known principle that the more they put into something, the more they're going to charge for it. Uh, conversely, the less they put in, the less they're going to charge. Uh, for example, a coffee maker, take a Keurig, for example. I understand them to be a very well-engineered piece of machinery. I'm not a coffee drinker personally. I would not know. But I do happen to know that a Keurig costs more than a Mr. Coffee coffee maker. I would assume that Keurigs are a lot better engineered, better materials that, uh, that they use to build it, um, the research into its technique to, to brew coffee. That type of thing is a big, big caveat in why things cost the way they do. Furthermore, the market placement for such an item dictates what it's going to cost. Is it built for the everyday coffee drinker? Is it built for the more upscale, luxurious aficionado? Where it fits on that scale is going to also have a big bearing in how much they're going to charge for it. Whatever your financial situation may be, being aware of these two very basic things can aid, can aid and help you develop a framework to make more intelligent spending decisions. Another aspect to cost that really doesn't get a lot of face time is going to be the word worth. And you're going to kick this word around a lot, especially with regards to your budget. Worth, as it pertains to cost and the impact on your budget, is going to be the amount of money the seller or the manufacturer wants you to spend on a product versus what you're actually going to spend on a product. We're going to stick with a coffee maker, for example. Say you have it in your budget for $300 to spend on one. Personally, I wouldn't spend $300 on a coffee maker. I'm just not a coffee drinker. But if I were a coffee drinker, $300 is way too much. I would spend closer to $100. I just want one that is going to make me a pot of coffee every morning. And worth definitely has a profound impact on your budget as it pertains of the amount of money that you are going to set aside, the objective amount that you are going to spend on anything. Uh, having said all that, this is going to conclude the very basic, very fundamental segment on cost. The next segment is going to be over value. When you're looking at your budget, value also plays a significant role. While cost is the more objective side of it, how much money you're going to spend, you look at value on the, uh, on the opposite end, value is going to dictate how far your money will travel. Just how much will you get out of the money you spend? We're always on the hunt for the best deal, the best fit, the best bang for the dollar. So whenever we shop, we have to consider value in this regard. There are three specific areas that value will appear that will show itself, and I'm going to get into those really quick. First thing is what endows whatever it is you're looking for with value. Four things here. First thing being desirability. Do you even want what it is that you're about to buy? Second thing here is functionality. Can it do what you want it to do? is the ability there. The third thing is longevity. How long will the item last? You don't want to spend so much money to get one use out of it. You would like 
repeated and multiple use outfit. Last thing under this question is reputation. What do others think about what it is that you're wanting to buy? Do they favor it? Do they not favor it? The second question here is how do the things you're looking to buy lose or gain value to you? First thing here is market demand. How much of it is available? Is it a limited run item or is there just sitting on the shelf somewhere? Second thing here is continuity. How long has what it is been around? Has it been around 20 years? Has it been around six months? If it's been around longer, you're going to tend to value it a lot more highly than something brand new, even though something brand new has unique value unto itself. The third thing here is stability. How often does it change? Does it change very little? Is it a winning formula? Or it has it undergone many, many changes? Is it a multi-generational thing? Has there been multiple versions of it that have tried and failed or have tried and found some degree of success? The third question here is what does value allow? And this is kind of a tricky question that requires you to think about it a little bit. There are four things here that I will get into that will help you make a decision based on that. The first thing is value will allow you to optimize your budget. It will grant you the ability to search for something that is the bang for the buck. It will get you the most for whatever amount you're willing to spend. The second thing here is equity generation. This is what I mean by that. Well, whatever in question eventually pay for itself. You see this philosophy a lot with car insurance. Your premium may be $100 a month for full coverage. And one day you get into an accident that totals your car. All of a sudden, the deductible to have your car fixed or have your car replaced will trump the $100 a month that you were paying into it. The deductible in question will pay off the tens of thousands of dollars in damage that was incurred because of your accident. Third thing that will allow, that value will allow is does whatever it is that you're wanting to buy fulfill a certain purpose? Will it do what you want? It's demonstrated ability that it can do it, but its real value will come from if it continues to do so day in and day out. The last thing under this question is that will it satisfy the reason in which you bought it? Pretty self-explanatory. You're looking for some kind of justification here. As with cost, worth also makes an appearance with value. And worth as it pertains to value is going to be what the product has versus what you want it to have. For example, we're going to stick with a coffee maker. If a coffee maker can basically do anything by itself, is going to be worth more than one that requires a lot of user input. If cost was the primary driving decision in making a purchase. As I mentioned before, cost is strictly about aesthetics, how it looks. When you're making a decision based on value, you're going to be making a decision based on its benefit. You may spend more to get more, but if you can spend less to get the same amount, then it creates better value and more incentive to make a purchase. Once you come to understand how cost and value can work both for you and against you, they become assets to you as a spender.
Even though they are different, they both have a complementary role to each other and can make your financial situation more manageable if it's a tight one, or it can give you full and complete control over the situation, period. In this day and age, it's important that we are able to make our money, whether it be a fixed income or a varying income, we need that money to work for us instead of it feeling like it's a burden all the time. As I mentioned in the introduction earlier, this is just a very basic, very fundamental overview of the difference between cost and value as it pertains to building a budget. Is there something that you guys feel I left out? Is there something that you guys want me to explain in further detail? Please let me know. Do you guys have any other questions, concerns, or comments? I'm going to leave my email address for you as well as my social media links, my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, all that available to you so you can get a hold of me. I would love, absolutely love to hear from you. This is going to conclude today's episode of the podcast. I want to thank you guys so, so much for joining me on the first episode, the first of many, many, many more, I hope. Whether y'all guys are in the office, at home, in the car, at the gym, at the grocery store, wherever y'all guys happen to be, when you're listening to this, I just want to say thank you guys one more time. Until the next episode, my name's Kevin. I hope y'all guys have a wonderful day. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And I will see y'all next time.